Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com. That's what those disciples walked away with in that last hour. We'll close there is sonship by being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. No one on this earth would ever be a savior again, but all of us could be sons and daughters because Jesus modeled for us what it meant to look like. And it only comes as we choose to follow him. I wrote down a few things of what happens when we hear the voice of God and we respond with obedience. Listen, these were things that the disciples encountered by following Jesus. And I want you to know, just like they encountered them, we get to encounter them too. Are you ready? Here, these are the things. They got to see how to draw near to God. They got to learn how to live as a child of God, as a son, as a daughter. They got to see what it looked like to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. They got to see what it looked like to trust in the Lord with all their heart. They got to see a life that worshiped in spirit and in truth and demonstrated God's power. They got to see what it looked like to cry out to a good father knowing he hears our cries. They got to see what it looked like to receive the Holy Spirit because Acts 10.38 says that the father poured the Spirit into the Son so that He could go about doing good things, healing all those who are oppressed. They got to see, watch, this all happens by following Him. This is our invitation. They got to see what it meant to walk by faith, not by sight. They got to see what it looked like to love God and love people. Listen, they got to see what it looked like to forgive and to pray and to bless your enemies. Remember, Jesus was betrayed but he still got down on his hands and feet and washed the feet of Judas. We hear the words, go and do likewise, not just one to another, but even those who would betray you. The invitation is come follow me. They got to see what it looked like to be filled with hope, to go share the good news so that people wouldn't be left the same that they found them because they would have an encounter with a good God. They got to see what it looked like to serve and not be served. They got to see what it meant to rejoice in the Lord always, to pray in all circumstances, to walk in step with the Spirit, to submit to God and resist the devil, to bless those who persecute you, to do unto the least of these, knowing you were doing it unto the Father, to glorify God and magnify his name, to walk in purity and righteousness, to know that the joy of the Lord is your strength, to renew your mind with God's thoughts, to be reconciled with the Father and reconciled with each other, being made one, to live in peace because of God's presence and faithfulness, to be holy because he was holy, to love the one you find yourself in front of, to be willing to lay your 
your life down for another, to imitate Jesus because he only did and said what he saw and heard his father say, to honor the father by choosing to honor and bless others, to lay your hands on the sick that they too would be healed, to walk in dominion, power, and authority and cast out demons, to go and sit at the same table with a sinner so that he might be saved, to be gentle and humble knowing that God heals hearts and draws all men and women unto himself, to see that it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance, that the heart of the father is turned toward the son and the son is to turn toward the father and we could go on and on and on. Anybody, any of that sound familiar? Everything I just said is where? In the word of God. And do you know who the word is? Somebody say his name out loud. Who is the word? Jesus. Paxton had to say it. It's the word who what? Became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. Guys, if we live anywhere short of any of those things that I just mentioned that are in the word of God, it's because we've stopped choosing to listen to what God says and we've started agreeing with what the accuser says. And I want to say to you, the only power the accuser has is what comes out of our mouth that wasn't first birthed in God's mouth and in his heart. Can I say that to you again? The only power the enemy has is what comes out of our mouth that wasn't first birthed in the heart of God and comes out of his mouth that we would agree and let that come out of our mouths. Guys, I'm telling you, listen to me. Jesus said, come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Do you know there's evidence when you're following Jesus? It's because the evidence is this. Other lives behind you encounter the same Jesus that you get to encounter. And why not let it start in our homes with our spouses and with our children? Shouldn't that be the greatest place of power and presence that we encounter the King of Kings? And let me tell you why it's not, because the enemy doesn't want you to encounter the power and presence and peace of God. So he's going to attack your home. I got good news for you. In the name of Jesus, you get to drive the enemy out. Amen? Amen. What does this look like? Paul, Paul writes these words. He says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Parents, can I tell you the greatest gift you can give your children is to say, hey, come follow me because I'm just going to lead you to Jesus. Let us never ask of anything of our kids that they've never first saw in us as we've submitted and surrendered our hearts to God the Father by way of the Holy Spirit. I, I promise you, I've worked with teenagers for 25 plus years. And when a mom and dad are out, continue to go into the presence of the King of Kings, and I'm not saying to use the word to beat somebody up or to get the word to convince somebody to do something. I'm saying live the word in front of them. And that's the invitation that they can come into the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Have you figured out yet you don't have the power to change somebody else's heart? Hold on, let me say that again. Have you figured out yet you don't have the power to change somebody else's heart? I really even control them. How many of you know that gets weary and that gets heavy? You weren't made to do that. You can only choose for you. And I'm saying today, Jesus says, come follow me. Will you choose him? Joshua said it this way, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Elijah said, how long are you going to waver between two opinions? If God is God, then serve him. But if Baal is God to you, then serve him. How many of you know God is God? And we're going to serve him. David said, this one thing I ask, this one thing I desire, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord, the presence of the King of Kings. I want to say to you, as we imitate Jesus, others will imitate us. Paul is the example. He said, guys, come imitate me. That had nothing to do about being prideful or arrogant. 
Because how many of you know sometimes to imitate Jesus doesn't always lead you down the easy path? If he had to suffer and go through persecution, can I just say sometimes, guys, listen to me. Let us not always pray ourselves out of suffering persecution. Let us embrace what Jesus wants to put into our heart in that season, knowing that he's still good and faithful and will bring peace in the midst of the storm. I know, I know that's so, that sounds so foreign, but from the cross, Jesus said, I still trust you. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. He says, come follow me. Many times it's the path of suffering and persecution that leads us to resurrection power. And others will what? See and fear and watch how you trusted God in a season where it's like, why would you trust? And you go, because he's good and faithful and because I'm following him and he's never led me astray. And I know the enemy can't harm me. So God is faithful and good and he's gonna sustain me and rescue me. And until that day comes, I'm gonna praise his name because he's worthy to be praised. You know, in our home growing up, I wanna share just a quick, so what's the practical side of this? Our second daughter, not many of you know JC, she was home this summer. We just took her back to college in Kentucky. And uh, man, Paige was born. We thought we were the perfect parents. You know, that child that just did anything and everything. It's like, man, we know what we're doing, all right? Yeah, we, we're, we're like, we're gonna do parenting classes, all that good stuff. And then JC came. How many know that God has a sense of humor? <laughs> exactly, but she was still made in the image of God. It just came in a different package. Like, I'll tell you, Lana and I had no clue, man. We were like, oh my gosh. I mean, it was crazy. I'd come home from work and Lana would just have JC just like this. You take her, it's your term, all right? I mean, here's, what, here's who does this? Our first, how many of you remember celebrating the first birthday for your little ones? Oh yeah, that's a big deal. Do you know what we picked out for the decorations? Because this suited her, Tasmanian devil. Can I just tell you, we didn't hear the voice of God to do that. And so I, I wanted Lana to come share a testimony because we needed to stop agreeing with the accuser and start agreeing with the father. So I put on lipstick this morning because I knew I was going to be up here. And then I cried all my makeup off during worship. So thank you, Pastor and Carrie. Um, I thought, thank you, Jesus, for reminding me that you really don't care about appearances. Um, so... But we didn't just give JC a birthday party with the Tasmanian Devil theme. That literally was her nickname. We called her Taz. <laughs> and um, we've broken that off since then. Um, and so thank you, Jesus, that he let us do that. But we were responding to what we saw. Um, and I think, I think very often, if you're like me, maybe more often than not, we respond more to what we have known and what we've seen than who we know. And that is what we had, I had to, as a mother, literally, I mean, I spent like the first year and a half like in big t-shirts and shorts because like getting dressed was just, (laughs) that was too much, (laughs) you know? Um, It was very humbling. Uh, and it was such a beautiful time. The, the pain of it really was beautiful because it drove me to the only place I knew to go, and that was Jesus. Um, and I had to look at him and go, what am I seeing here? Because I know she was made in your image, and I know that this is beautiful, but I don't see beautiful. I see pain. 
and I need you to help me see what you see. For me, for us, that changed everything. Um, so we went to the Word. We went to Jesus. And it, it, be reminded, if you don't know this, if you've known this in the past and you just need to be reminded, this is not a book. It's not just words. It's not just, you know, Jesus himself said, these words I give you are spirit and they are life. But it's so much more. This is a person. For 33 years, this walked the earth in flesh. And it was beautiful. And we know that person, not just the word. We know the person, Jesus. And I'm, I wanna tell you, um, whether it's for parenting, whether it's for just you and your relationship, know that if, if you're thinking, you're sitting there thinking, you know, I, I know Jesus as an idea. I think I know him as a doctrine or a theology. I don't know that I know him as a person. You are so in the right place. And you can know him as a person this morning. And that's what he wants. So for us, we had to stop listening to what the world was telling us. JC was. People would just tell, well, she's a strong-willed kid. She's strong-willed, strong-willed, strong-willed. Oh, okay, strong-willed. So I'm looking at things from the perspective of how to train my strong-willed child, okay? <laughs> if you're the parent of a strong-willed child, you know right now that's an oxymoron, okay? It's not about <laughs> training. It's about submission. Yeah. And it's not submission to you. It's submission, it's submission to the Father. It's submission to the person of Jesus. And so that's, that's where he began to lead us. And so when I stopped and said, what, what is this? What, what am I looking at? Show me what you're seeing because I can't see it on my own. He led us to, to verses about who he had already said she was. It wasn't about us praying something into her that wasn't there. Yeah. It was us seeing Jesus in our daughter, what he had already put there, mm -hmm. and us agreeing with it. Yeah. That was the heart of God. And so I want to say to you that whether it may not be parenting this morning, it may be a situation or a diagnosis mm -hmm. or a relationship, mm -hmm. I want you to know that the person of Jesus doesn't just have the answer. He is the answer. And he wants to speak life in that situation, in that person, in that diagnosis, whatever it is. He is speaking life. It's all he knows to speak. So when we get to agree with him and stand, and all of a sudden now I don't see my child as strong-willed, because I'm not looking at her the way that the world looks at her. I'm looking at her and going, I praise you, O oh God, because you have made me bold and stout-hearted. She's bold and stout-hearted. You're bold and stout-hearted. You're the Lion of Judah. Amen. You're bold and stout-hearted. The, the, you know, J David had the heart of, of God. I mean, Jesus, Jesus was the heart of God. Yeah. And so here we are going, Look at my bold and stout-hearted God, child. And then when she is looking more like, I don't like, oh, I don't know what that is. That does not look like Jesus. I praise you, oh God, because she is bold and stout-hearted. Yeah. She is bold and stout-hearted. She Amen. is bold and stout-hearted. And I'm telling you, 21 years later, there's times that I have to remind myself still. Mm -hmm. She is bold and stout-hearted. Mm -hmm. 
And if you have one of those children, I want to encourage you, get on your knees for them because that bold and stout-hearted, that Lion of Judah is in them because it's got to release a roar that's going to change the world. And you've been entrusted with that treasure. So not just throwing hands up going, I don't know what to do, I give up. But throwing hands up and saying, Jesus, Jesus, who are you? Who are you in this situation? Who are you in this person? Who are you in this relationship? He changes everything because he's literally the greatest person alive. And he's alive. So how do we do this? Turn to John chapter 20. I want to close this way. I want the worship team to go ahead and come back up. I feel like the Lord wants to raise some people in here this morning. I really do. Just intercessors right now, will you just begin to pray um, just like for another measure of the resurrection of the Holy Spirit inside of sons and daughters right now? Because I want to show you, Jesus not only gave them that invitation to come follow me, but when he arose from the dead, he would present himself back in the room where the disciples were. That takes us to John chapter 20. He, he, he basically steps into a room of fearful men. I want you to see what he doesn't do. He doesn't respond to what he sees in the natural, you know, and, and there's a, a time to correct and rebuke. We see that biblically always in a spirit of love, now, never out of fear. But we see God all right, pour his spirit into Jesus. And when Jesus steps into that room, you look at it, John chapter 20, verse 21. He speaks peace. He says, peace be with you. He's already said it one other time. He's affirming it, guys. He's going, he's saying to this, he says, when I see you, I'm not, I'm not judging you by the fear that I perceive in you. I am speaking what the Father sees in you. He says, there's peace for you. It's your inheritance as sons and daughters. Let me say this to you. Anytime fear comes, let it only be an invitation to remind you of the revelation that my inheritance as a son or daughter is peace. It's the peace of God. Listen, that passes your understanding. You don't even have to understand it in the midst of the situation because it bypasses our understanding. It's a gift. And watch what he does. You can read it there. I think it's down in verse 20. 21, and again, Jesus, peace be with you as the Father has sent me. Watch what he's doing. As you follow me, now I'm sending you, but I'm not gonna send you alone. Throw up that next verse. We'll just read it together. Verse 22. And with that, watch what he does. He breathes on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. The only other time that the word breathe is used in that context is when God came down and he got the dust from the ground and he brought it and he formed it into a man in his image and it says he breathed into his nostrils. The only other time that word is used in scripture is when God the Father made man in his image and he breathed life into him. What is Jesus doing here? 
You see, Adam and Eve made a mistake when they chose to give in to the deception. They agreed with the accuser. Listen to me. God doesn't throw out man, all of human race. He had a plan from the beginning of time. Jesus, the lamb who was sacrificed from the beginning of time would come because the curse was this. Something was going to die in them. Listen, if you don't know this, when Adam and Eve partook of that apple, what died in them is their spirit died. And Jesus came so that we could have life and have it more abundantly, but that we would no longer walk upon this earth just with a body and just with a soul. Because how many of you know if you just respond out of your body and out of your soul, that leads to a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and a lot of consequences. Because how many of you know if somebody hurts you, what's our natural response? I heard back. I want to say to you as a son and daughter who chooses to follow the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he breathes into you this morning and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. So now when someone hurts you, your response is what you've seen Jesus do. Let me get down and see how I can bless the one who's betrayed me. How can I agree with the heart of God that they were made in his image because they don't see it that way yet, but I get to be an advocate for them because he said I would be a fisher of man and God, you've put me in this situation so that we can see a miracle happen. How many know that your life is a, oh, is a, a, a road, an access? You are an open door to the throne room of heaven. You want to see somebody changed? Then keep showing them what it looks like to go into the presence of God. Keep showing them what it looks like to get down on your hands and knees and agree with God. And I'm not saying you have to always have the word right there and you're putting your hands on their head and you're speaking this into them. I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking your heart filled with the Father's heart and you bless them and you love them and you honor them and you serve them and you agree with the King of Kings because I can tell you this, where two or three agree with, with, all right, here on earth they have what they've asked the Father for. Do you believe that this morning? So the message this morning is this. Will you come and will you follow him? The next words there says, as I've forgiven you, choose to forgive. It's interesting that he starts right there because the enemy will attack there every time. He wants to get your heart hurting. He wants to get your heart broken because he knows when you're wounded, you, we won't step out and follow Jesus and agree with him. And I'm just saying it's not about our strength. It's about us trusting a good, good father and letting his spirit remind us who he is so we know who we are, so we know who others are. Guys, I don't know all the plans. Who am I that I know the mind? But here's what I do know. I've been given an invitation to follow him just like you have. And I don't want to make it any harder. I just want to make it as simple as that. I want to drop my nets and I want to go where he leads because I know where he goes, people will be saved. People will be healed. People will be delivered. Hearts will be healed relationships will be reconciled. Families will be reconciled. The peace that passes all understanding will come. The joy of the Lord will be our strength because that's just who he is. I'm going to ask our, uh, those who are uh, going to help uh, just pray for people to go ahead and come down this morning. And so you guys go ahead and come down. And I want the rest of us just there for a moment. Find yourself in the presence of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Just close your eyes just where you are. We're fixing to stand. My prayer this morning has just been, Lord, help us just hear your voice. And not just today, but that this would be our inheritance from this day forward. That the word is not just 
words that we read from a book, but it's a person that we get to encounter. And every time we open it, the Spirit is there bringing utterance. It's bringing clarity. It's telling us what's on the Father's heart. Lord, today, help us agree with what you say. And stop entertaining, God, the deceiver and the liar because he's the one who's been disarmed. He's the one who's been defeated. And we give no more ammunition by agreeing with the accuser of the brethren. God, turn our hearts, God, toward yours because your heart is turned toward us. And then let it be turned toward others out of the overflow of what you've put there. So God, I just pray if there's anyone here this morning, you, you're the one who invites God. If you're inviting someone to be saved, that they just step out and come down and follow you for the very first time and confess Jesus. If there are some here this morning who God just need to step out and come pray at this altar and God just let you fill their heart with, it, with yours. God, whatever it is you're calling them to do, I pray they'd ultimately just hear your voice and agree with your words. So God, we bless you and we honor you. We give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just stand as the body of Christ this morning and you respond to the Holy Spirit, to the Father, to the Son as he leads. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 